Hi, this is Roy Worley. Welcome to the interview show that brings on guests from all walks of life. Yeah, it's here that they tell their stories and delve a little deeper into their lives to see what got them where they are. So grab a drink, have a seat, and relax, because this is The Leo Effect. When was the last time a short movie shook your emotions to the core? When was the last time a short movie caused you to rethink everything you stood for? When was the last time a short movie made you proud to be an American? When was the last time you felt the emotion to stand up and cheer after a short movie? The new short movie, I've Got Your Six, written and directed by Bill Foster, one of the industry's newest and fastest climbing directors, will answer all of those questions. Rarely has there been so much packed into a short movie that when you leave, you'll feel more proud of our American military veterans. A movie that was cast only with American military veterans will have you on the edge of your seat, cheering for our veterans and what makes America great. I've Got Your Six will be hitting the film festival scene soon. Be prepared to drop what you're doing and go see this powerful movie when it comes to your area. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of The Leo Effects. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest. Uh, he's a guy out there in California. He's a mover and a shaker, making things happen. I'm joined by Mida Goodwin. How are you, sir? Doing well. How are you doing today? I am also doing well. <laughs> it was a very nice day Excellent. on this side of the country. <laughs> this is well. This is well. So both coasts are doing all right today. Perfect. Perfect. So, you know, without further ado, we jump right on into this, and I'm going to ask you my first question, and that would be, what is it that you're kind of, like, known for slash what is it that you do kind of thing um, as far as, you know, your your career? Um, my career has always been uh, sort of a hobby as well. I like to do things that I enjoy, so for 35-ish years... I have promoted uh, music, mostly live, independent music, and uh, that has taken me down a few different paths along the way. Uh, currently, I'm the managing editor of the Modesto View uh, magazine, which is a monthly entertainment magazine here in California, and then uh, I run the Manage the Modesto Area Music Awards, which is a music award pretty much in the 209 area code, so Central California. Wow. That, that's and a... that just celebrated 20 years this year, so Jeez. That, not too bad. That's just a, like a, a drop in the bucket, though. I mean, you, you've done um, some films, right? I've done some films. Uh, I've uh, been an extra in a few films. Uh, uh, Terminal yeah. Man, Punk Rock Holocaust, they filmed that when I was uh, on tour, uh, on the Warp Tour back in 2003. Uh, it was a punk rock course last year. And then I've worked on a couple soundtracks, uh, one for Trippin' that came out in 2011, and then another one that I was much more involved in, too, because Trippin' had already been uh, filmed, and the, the soundtrack that was given to them was not what they wanted. Oh. <laughs> so I was asked to come in and pretty much find music that fit the movie, not whatever the guy wanted to do. So, uh, within, and I had like a two week time period to do that. Uh, oh, the Ranger, geez. uh, 
had a bit more of a of a, an arc, and I was in on it. I'd read the script before it even started filming, and that came out in 2018, and debuted at South by Southwest Film Festival, and then did the worldwide tour, and now is streaming on uh, Shutter. Wow, that's and then we released the, the, <laughs> the uh, yeah that was also released on vinyl and CD, and that was exciting for me, you know, to have that tangible. Uh, piece of uh, my work, right? And then I've also had a record, uh, a record label that I put out four releases on called Beat Happy Music. So a little bit of everything. Yeah, and then you know one of the uh, I don't want to say biggest things, but one of the th- other things that you uh, have dabbled in or that you do is something that I've just recently started getting into. But it's the convention world. Um, you are the yeah. uh, the the brain, the man behind the curtain for GraffitiCon, right? Yes, GraffitiCon. We're celebrating our third year this year. Uh, and it's pretty much the con that I personally want to go to. Uh, and I take pretty much all things pop culture, uh, including many of our guests are musicians. So they're, they're musicians that are also artists or writers. Okay. So I'm bringing those in. Kepi Gooley, uh, Dominic Davi, who runs uh, Alternative Tentacles and is in Tsunami Bomb. Uh, so those kind of things, you know, where we have a, a, you know, kind of a subculture effect to it. And then we have a car show. Oh. And cars and music is a huge part of pop culture that people just kind of overlook when it comes to the cons. Right. Then we have right. our regular guests, you know, regular celebrity guests. And they're the ones I want to see. I, I don't need to go meet any of these superstars who are making millions of dollars and putting out some glossy movie on Universal or Warner Brothers or something. I want to meet the guys who I grew up watching. You know? So last year we had Carl Gottlieb and had Sandy Helberg and uh, I've had characters from, you know, and these are the second-rate characters, or maybe not second-rate, but, you know, the extras and, and the guys behind the scene from, like, Star Wars. So, gotcha. like, Alan Fernandez was a Tuscan Raider, one of three. He was the elephant uh, trainer. So those are the guys, because you get those stories that you don't get to hear when you have the big guys there, and you get one-on-one time with them. Right. So it's, it's, a, it's a neater, much, for me, I think it's a neat kind of thing and what comms used to be. And so taking the elements of what's going on now, but also what's happened in the past. You know, so I'm kind of doing that arc for it. And it's a lot of fun. It's happening in June, on June 20th here in Modesto, California, which is home of George Lucas. Mm-hmm. So, uh, of course, the graffiti in it is American graffiti, not uh, tagging and, and uh, wall art. <laughs> but we have some great girls in town, too. So I love that. But for my, my event, it's the classic cars meet, you know, the Comic-Con, you know, pop culture convention. Right. That is, that's wild. That's got to be a, a trip and a half. <laughs> yeah, so, I, and people seem to enjoy it. And then the car show is absolutely free, so anybody shows up for that, they can enjoy that. But you know, nine out of ten of them end up seeing the people in cosplay and what's going on over there, and they walk in. And I'm not charging an arm and a leg. It's been five dollars up until now. So, oh, uh, well, all right. You know, then. until I have to pay a lot more money to put it on, I'm keeping it reasonable. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, I mean, the best place to, to start any story is at the beginning, right? So, what was it that inspired you to get into 
this life that you're leading now? Um, a few different things. I, I actually met Steve Wozniak at uh, Silicon Valley Con, and I told him that he was the reason I, uh, you know, am in the state that I am today. And he goes, oh, whoa, don't blame me. But it was part of it was uh, the Us Festival. You know, you see these events, music events, and I was living in LA, LA but moved to Modesto. And I started doing concerts promotion initially so that friends of mine from LA who were in bands would come up and visit. Oh, okay. After a while, you know, they're telling their friends, Oh, I have a friend in Modesto. And then I moved to Stockton. And so it became Stockton, but you know, bands start coming through. So over many, many years, you start creating this network of friends who then tell other people, Oh, you need somebody go talk to me. You know, you're touring through California, talk to him. And, uh, I mean, I've booked some sizable bands over the years, uh, but a ton of bands that most people have never heard of. And, uh, one thing I can say is I've literally booked bands from A to Z, from the Aquabats to the Zillionaires. <laughs> nice. The one letter, the one letter that was the holdout was Q and, uh, finally did that with a band from New Hampshire called the Queers, punk rock, pop punk band. And they filled that that uh, letter, and then it seemed like within months I had two or more, three more cues. I was like, oh. all right, well, here we go. <laughs> I would have filled it much sooner if Freddie Mercury would have ever given me a callback. And, you know, but uh, that's a different story. <laughs> that that would have been a good one to fill for that one. Yeah, yeah. Queen would have been great. To, you know, I would have done that one. All right, I'm done. No, well, I've succeeded at life. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. Jeez. And, you know, we kind of touched on it a little more, so I think um, I would like for you to get that that story out there to the listeners about what it was that inspired you to start GraffitiCon. I mean, you kind of touched on it a little bit about how, you know, it's what you wanted to see, but there there was so much more to that story. Yeah, well, I worked with some other people doing other events, and the first one that I, I got brought in to do music. And by the time the event happened, there was no music because I ended up taking on everything else. And the time frame that would have been, should have been allotted was not there for the all that we would have been able to have them bands in. So when it was all said and done, I was the promotional manager and uh, PR and marketing and uh, guest relations. We booked Tom, uh, uh, Sam Jones, who was Flash Gordon, and Doug Jones, who you don't see his face in it much, but he's in every movie that has prosthetic uh, creatures in it. You know, Hellboy, Silver Surfer, super nice guy. So yeah, uh, we were you know had him out. But the one thing I was there for, I didn't get to do. And there was like twelve other people, and like anything else, when you get too many hands in something. Those who do, do, and those who don't, kind of ride, ride along for the fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, when it was all said and done, I walked away. It was very successful. Um, we had paid for the hall for the next year, had like $50,000 in the bank account. This is the first event. And I walked away from it just because I was like, I can't work with these people. You know, and if I'm going to do something, I want it to be done. It doesn't have to be my way, but... I don't want to be, hey, I need to talk to 12 other people to get an okay on something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 
Uh, and like I said, you know, the people in charge were not fulfilling their obligations, I felt. Uh, worked on another event that's hopefully will come back called the Cosies, uh, with some other friends. And it's a North, Northern California cosplay show. And we took that and I actually took it on the road, uh, did it stocking con and a uh, few other cons around, uh, judging contests and, and helping out with their cosplay events, uh, San Francisco comic con, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And that was fun, but I still wanted, you know, and I had people who I became friends with that were vendors that, you know, were looking for it. And I was like, well, when Modesto opens up, if it's not, because at one point there was three or four cons going on in a year. And I was just like, there's no need for it here. Not in Modesto. You know, especially when you got a con in Turlock and a con in Stockton and con in Tracy. And, you know, there's within an hour drive, you know, Sacramento is an hour and a half away, maybe. And there's five cons up there. So it was oversaturated. Uh-huh. Well, within a year, two cons pretty much closed. The one I had worked on originally went from $50,000 uh, in the bank to $55,000 in debt. Ooh. Uh, so that folded. Uh, yeah. There's another uh, guy who was doing a con here, and, you know, it, I think meant for, the, meant for it to be good, but just, you know, for whatever reason, it just didn't click. Ah, uh, uh, I see. Part of it, I think, was charging too much for what he was doing, and, you know, it was just kind of that, oh, I'm going to do this, and all these other cons charge this much, so I'm going to charge that much, too. Mm. You got to build it up. Uh, so after the, the uh, con I'd worked on, closed. I was planning on it, but I was waiting. They said they were going to do another one. I figured they wouldn't, but, you know, let them announce that they're, they're not. By the time they did, you know, it was about four months out and I was like, I'm just going to do it. So within about, you know, with about three months of planning, I put on first graffiti con. (laughs) Three months of planning and you put on your first convention. Yeah. Which is not a typical thing, but since, uh, I had the uh, you know, when I, with the paper, you know, with the magazine, I was able to do ads and write a story right. about it. Uh, so, you know, I have a good network, uh, and I had all the contacts from the vendors when I did it for the Kazicon or for, Grif- um, Modesto Con year one. So, you know, I kept in touch with all these people. So I sent out emails to everybody and they're like, Oh, you're doing something. Sign me up. <laughs> so that went off. We, made money, not a lot of money, but made money. Yeah. So then once that was done, let's reserve the date for the next year. Repeat. And here we are a few months out. Well, I guess it's about five months out, four months out now, because it's June uh, 20th, uh, ready to do it all over again. And I figure every year we build a little bit more. And, you know, as long as it's fun and people are enjoying it, I see that I'll continue doing it. It's not, uh, for me, it's not a money thing. Uh, whatever I make off of it, I end up giving to charity anyway. And, oh. uh, I bear mark the money that I've given to go to music scholarships. Oh, cool. So, that's amazing. Uh, so that's my, my side of it. So it's like, that's the goal. And so it's a success as long as, you know, like I said, once again, people are smiling. I did a, uh, helped with an event called, we called it Lexicon, and a little girl who, uh, um, unfortunately she died, but she had brain cancer. Oh. And she had come out, and she really enjoyed the pop culture stuff and all that. So we decided uh, to give her an event before, because we knew that she was going to pass. 
you know, wasn't sure exactly when, but we knew it was coming. So we put on a, an event and uh, got the hall donated. So all the, the money from the vendors went to her and her family to help with the, the expenses. But she came out in a little bad girl costume, big smile on her face. <laughs> she had met uh, uh, T. Andrew Nelson uh, once before, I think, and he signed himself. So she was a, uh, really excited to meet him, you know, meet him again and talk to him. And, you know, when somebody was like, yo, you can't put a successful con on within a month and a half. I'm like, I don't need to put a successful con on. All I need to do is an event that puts a big smile on her face. That is how I'm going to judge the success of the con. There and you the go. vendors, I straight up told them ahead of time, this is a one time I'm telling you, I, I have no idea how many people are showing up. You know, so if you want to do it, the tables are cheap. And this is why it's happening. Most of them are like, sign me up. So that was really, really neat. You know, a lot of them donated stuff for uh, an auction we did. Uh, we had a uh, Prop 45 that John Travolta had signed. And, oh, cool. Uh, I don't remember who signed it, but we had some of the 300, you know, helmets signed and some neat stuff. Yeah. Uh, there was a an off, I don't even know what the name of the, the comic, it was some, you know, uh, second, third, fourth, six-stringer comic book uh, that Stan Lee uh, wrote. I don't even, like I said, a newer one, but he signed it. So there was some neat, and this is after he had passed. So there were some neat things for that. And we raised a fair amount of money uh, from the auction as well. So, uh, you know, that was a neat thing. Not only did we raise some money for the family, the pictures of the kid, just, you know, super big smile. That's and awesome. That was important. You know, yeah. those kind of things that you, you, you give back. And I've done events for make a wish and, for the uh, Children's Crisis Center and the uh, Hope Haven Women's Shelter and different things. But you don't see, the, you know, you don't get an uh, immediate uh, response when yeah. you do those kind of events. But when you get that, when you see the person you're helping and the family you're helping, it does, you know, it does you good. And you hope that it also inspires other people to do more. Yeah, absolutely. And, when and you're... that's an important thing. It is. It's absolutely. It's paramount. And when you're hosting these events, you know, and you've got graffiti con going on and all that, are you wandering around through the crowd, or do you just kind of stay oh, yeah. in one I'm, spot? I'm, or I'm, I'm, I'm out and about. People see me. I talk to people. Uh, in the, you know, one of the things I do is I walk the the line before the show even starts. Thank you, people, for coming and getting them all wristbanded up ahead of time which I don't know why people don't do. They have a ticket. Mm-hmm. Give them the wristband, take their ticket, get them set up so they can come in quick. You know, uh, That's cool. I see some of these events where they hold the line and they wait and they wait until after doors are supposed to be open. And I'm like, why? You know, so you can take a picture of a big old long line. You already have a big old <laughs> long line. You know? Take a picture of the hall packed, you know? Uh, but you know, that's, that's just, part of the way I did things when I was doing independent concerts, you know, it's like you want those people in and you want them in front of that band. You want them, you know, interacting with the celebs. You want them interacting with the cosplayers and the vendors, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, you know, you don't have a successful event unless everybody's happy. And a big part is the vendors have to be happy. You know, they're helping subsidize your event. Right. The yeah. guest, even if you pay them, if they don't, you know, if they don't have a, a, a good interaction with crowd members and 
you know, at least come close to what they, they should be making, you know, then they're not going to be happy, you know, and go, yeah, they paid me the, the, the guarantee, but I would have rather had, you know, 50, 60, 80 guests asking me to sign something. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, it's, it's that part of it. You want to keep them, everybody engaged. And gotcha. so part of it is getting people in, you know, because that first line, that delay is just, you know, kind of a, a killer almost. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I walk the line. I walk the line and I, you know, uh, do the that part of it. So every little bit. And if something is needed, you know, I'm there to help. Right. Right. And I walk around the, the vendor hall and, I, you know, in the morning and thank everybody. And at the afternoon, thank them again, you know, because these are the personal relationships, like I said, that helped me be able to put an event on you know, in three months and make money off of it. Mm-hmm. Cons are, are notorious for uh, having the unique people and the unique side of people show up. Have you ever had an experience where, you know, maybe a, a guest got a little too rowdy? I haven't, but, you know, uh, part of, part of I mean, I have with, with the rock and roll shows, you know, mm-hmm. uh, especially if there was any drinking involved. But at the, <laughs> at the I think part of it is, you know, when you're when you interact with them, there is that sense of, you know, community. It's different when you go to an event and it's you've paid a lot of money. There's sometimes you get that sense of self entitlement that well, I paid you know fifty bucks to get in. You know, they you know I should be able to do whatever I want. Um, no, and I put it out. You know, when I post things, uh, you know that your interaction, like say with a guest or the cosplayers, you're going to have a better interaction if you ask for that photo. Yeah. Because, you know, they're going to, oh, let me put my sandwich down, you know, or let me put my mask back on. Let me get in character. Mm -hmm. And so all that is so much more enjoyable when it's said and done, and it takes just a moment. So I really emphasize that with people. And I know, you know, there there is that in other events, but I don't see it as much, you know, and that's, one of those things that, you know, when I did concerts, for the most part, I didn't let them have a green room. Okay. Like, <laughs> you are here. They're, if you want to sit in your van or your bus, fine. But I'm not giving you a spot to avoid your fans. You know, your whole point is you're here performing, interact with them so that it builds and they get that experience. And you, you're going to enjoy it so much more because it takes you back, you know, even the bigger bands. It's like, it takes them back to where they were. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important. Yeah, and absolutely. So that's something I try to do even with this. Like, there's no big dividers with everybody. It's here you are. And part of it is, you know, yeah, if I got, you know, superstars, you got to do a little bit more. But even that, I'd be like, you know, no, you're, if, if, you're, if we have a, a green room, it's a green room for all the guests, not just for day listers you know, uh, like, i see okay because we're all at the top we're all at the bottom in our life so you know it's like you never know so it's really important to treat everybody uh with respect and and you know uh mirror what you're getting from them you know so right. it's like hey i'm going to treat you well i hope you treat everybody else well and we can just all enjoy ourselves cool i like it uh if you had the ability, just, you know, money wasn't a, a, a factor. 
reputation, none of that. Like you could just select one person or group or whatever to be at one of these events that that you could pick. Who would it be? You know, and this is the the funny thing for me. It's definitely not a a money factor, uh, but it would be someone like, uh, I mean, as a, a bigger act, someone like Jackie Chan. Uh, I always enjoyed okay. this stuff when I was growing up. But the first event I did, and, you know, like I said, we had some money. I was like, oh, how for me, how cool would it have been to get the guys who played the, the three wins in uh, Big Trouble in Little China? You know, That uh, would be cool. And, and, and I'm like, those kind of things. You know, it's like I, I grew up, you know, watching bad, you know, Hong Kong cinema. I watched uh, a lot of B-rate horror films. So... For me, I'm coming from that aspect. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, Cassandra Peterson would be great. You know, Elvira, uh, but and she's not way out there. I think it's like 10, six to ten grand, maybe. Oh, okay. But I was thrilled when when we got Sam Jones. I'm like Flash Gordon. Yeah, like, yeah. When I was in junior high, I wrote a review of Flash Gordon for the school paper. Oh, sweet. And uh, so, so uh, I don't think it really helped him or diminished anything but you know i remember remembered it and, and we talked about it and uh those are kind of things you know the uh you know characters from star trek you know the, the you know those kind of things where it's like my childhood because that's what we're all you know when you go to it you're trying to uh it's a nostalgia factor right now yeah. these new ones you're getting out of it like it's a right now factor oh it's you know uh Jeremy Renner, or it's whoever, you know, is the, the big artist right now, the big act, mm. and they bring those in, uh, and everybody goes, ooh, you know, it's Nigel Tennant, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, I would rather get the, you know, the, you know one of the older doctors, you know, that I grew up on uh, that nobody would care about now. Well, not as many. Uh, so I'm not the one to ask, really? I, guess, I mean, I guess I am, but uh, you know, <laughs> me, it, it's not a, most of them, it's not a money issue. You know, it's a time frame or uh, ge- geographical issue. Right. I uh, got you. Or who I want to see. Because it's it's my childhood that, you know, I want to, you know, recreate. Now, I think a lot of people, it's that, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. uh, I've met a bunch of people just diff- doing different things. Uh, and... You know, a few people I would like. I'd like to get Gene Winfield to come up. Uh, Gene Winfield uh, is originally from Modesto, and he was the car fabricator and worked on American Graffiti, but he also worked on uh, Blade Runner. And uh, that was a good movie. Get Smart, and he did the he built the Galileo for Star Trek, and so there's all these different uh, things that he's done uh, over years. I mean, hundreds of cars and vehicles and spaceships and different things and you know that's the kind of guy that i want to see at our event yeah uh, because it, it kind of goes along with it but also you know uh the other one would be bringing you know i mean if it's a money thing bring in the batmobile up or the black beauty from you know uh the green hornet you know that's yeah. the other side that i would love to see is getting some more uh, screen cars, screen vehicles to add to our car show. Yeah, that'd be cool to and see the Batmobile. Because the transporting, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So I think that would actually would be the thing. If, if money wasn't an object, I'd get, you know, four or five screen vehicles every show, bring them out, and, you know, let people interact with them and see them and get their picture taken. I think that would be, you know, a great addition to the event. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be pretty cool. That's awesome. So as we're drawing to the end of the show here, I want to take these last few minutes to kind of um, let you tell people where they can follow you on social media and things like that and where they can go to get tickets to GraffitiCon. Uh, you can go to graffiti-con.com. Okay. Uh, there's a link there. Uh, GraffitiCon 209 for the event on all social media for myself, uh, either not my president yet on uh, Facebook <laughs> and MySpace as well. Uh, I think there's still an account there. Or just spell my name out, M-I-D-D-A-G-H, Goodwin, G-O-O-D-W-I-N. And I'm really the only one, so you'll find me there. <laughs> the one and only, which that works out very well. I'm going to put um, links yeah. um, just so that everybody knows. I'm, I always put the links in the description of the podcast, so make sure to check that out. You, you know, one-click shopping. So that'll be, that'll be good to have. Um, and, you know, I just want to, I want to say real quick that, uh, it's been a pleasure speaking to you, sir. Like this is, this has been great. I've never been able to talk to somebody who's on that side of the table for a convention. And, and it's interesting. I mean, I think, uh, it's part of the the thing is you, people like me are a necessity, but for the most part, we're not, you know, a lot of people who do it are not extroverts. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of them are very introverted kind of people that work that side of it. And so I think part of their their involvement in doing cons is they get the one-on-one time with some of the celebrities uh, outside of everybody else. And then they can go off and to their corner, either taking the photos or, you know, running the, the cosplay contest or whatever. And they can kind of just hide where they need to be. Uh, I've never been that way. I'm always out and talking to people, so... That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. It's always, you know, I, I don't, I have no idea who, I never even really thought about it, who puts on the, the conventions. I, I, it never even dawned on me until I was introduced to you. So thank you for opening my eyes. And, and no problem. No problem. And like you said, you know, when you go there, they got somebody working the door. I've worked the door if I need to, or, you know, you don't see the, the people that are behind the scene because they're behind the scenes, right. but they don't need to be behind the scenes. You know, it's like get out and interact with your, your, uh, constituents, let's say with, mm-hmm. with the, uh, the patrons so that you do build that, uh, product loyalty, let's call it, you know, it <laughs> yeah. is, I mean, unfortunately it's a brand, you know, I'm creating a brand with graffiti con, you know, and so I'm conscious of what I'm doing and how I'm building the event. But, I'm also, you know, every event I'm making new friends. Right. And so then when I see them elsewhere, it's, you know, oh, hey, what's going on? And then they, they want to know what's going on. They want to know who's coming. They're following the pages. It's not just, oh, I got to put this on my calendar because that event's coming up in this time. And they forget about it. Right. Yeah. You know, there's a much more interaction. Yeah. And just just like he was saying, the same kind of holds true for podcasts and None more so than this show. I would not be able to do any of this or even really 
need to do this, facilitate this, if it wasn't for listeners like you that are tuning in and checking this stuff out. So thank you again very much for tuning in and checking this out. Thank you again, sir, Mida, for joining us. It's been great. And everybody, we will see you next time. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, creatures of all ages, what an amazing show. Thank you for lending an ear and joining us. I'm the host, Ray Rumsey, and if you want to hear more interviews, simply head to anywhere podcasts are heard, Facebook or Twitter, and search The Leo Effects, with an A, not an E. If you'd like to hear me doing silly voices and making a general fool of myself, head over to Shattered Dungeons on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. We live stream every Tuesday night. More projects are in the works. For now, stay tuned for more interviews. To book yourself as a guest, you can head to theleoeffects.wixsite.com slash podcast or send me an email at theleoeffects at gmail.com. Remember, this has been The Leo Effects, and great shows require great listeners, just like you. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.